in memory of Tupac. Welcome back to the Culture of Safety podcast. I think we're done with that intro. Brought maybe. to you by the Popular Safety Guys. I was like, wait, what? Brought in conjunction with? Uh, I'm just messing with you, Matt. We should probably switch it up a little bit, though. Yeah, I, I don't like listening to the same thing. We should have just a, a theme song and then just play that for like a half an hour, like some of the other podcasts. You, you know what I'm talking hour. about. I, I'll just, I just skip them. Most of the podcasts I listen to that have theme songs, I already know, like, oh, just double click. Like, this is one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I'm there. I remember one of them I was listening to not too long ago. They had like a 30 second, almost like 40 second. I was like, dude, this thing's still going. And but it's because it's like the song, the intro, and then you have like the voiceover. And it's like they're introducing each one. I'm like, I don't need to know. It's like, it's like Netflix. Like, isn't there a skip button? I don't need to see mm-hmm. the intro to Rugrats over and over and over. And I don't over know if again. you ever listened to Rogan, but he used to put all his ads in the beginning. Holy yeah. crap, dude. Yeah, it was like, and it was just, a, I just a kept clicking. It could of, be like 15 yeah. minutes of ads sometimes. And I'm just like, when is the show going to start? Uh, you know, it's funny. There's a, a couple of other podcasts that still do that. And oh, they, there's, there's they, people that still do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. You like, I get it. He's like, hey, you know what? If you get don't want to listen to him, just skip it. Like, he tells you. But well, that's like, not the point, though. The point is that you're supposed to hear I mean, it. The point for him is he's getting paid. And you get your money. And they're like, oh, okay. That's probably why they made him change it. Because they're like, dude, this is not affected. They're skipping through our stuff. And yeah. It's like, it's like TiVo. Anybody have, TiVo. Does anybody still have TiVo? I don't think so. Well, that was like the whole new thing. Remember? Oh, you can skip, you can skip the commercials. Yeah. That was the whole point. TiVo was just like, that's like Kleenex, right? It's just like the brand, but really it's just DV. It was just DVR. yeah, yeah. It's DVR. So it was technically, it was just TiVo was the the first company that came out with it. I guess that's what you would say. Yeah. And then now everybody everybody has it. All right. Well, let's get back to or let's get to the podcast. Some safety stuff. No, nah, nobody wants to hear this crap. I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> uh, so today we're gonna be talking about heat illness. Uh, it's still March, and we're gonna be in April next week. It's gonna start getting hot. I know this is where a lot of entry level people kind of struggle is heat illness. So I think it's a, it's a good topic for us to kind of start off with. Um, so Matt, what are some things that you typically, you know, teach your newbies when they're starting out in the field, as far as when it comes to, you know, I guess there's a, there's always that difference between school, you know, they go to like a first aid class or you're, you're obviously in college and you're, you're taking a class versus actual practical experience out in the field. I think this is where that there's that huge separation versus like, okay, this is what the book says. And this is what the reality is. Because I know that, especially during the summer, a lot of the regulations have changed over the past couple of years, and and just trying to stay in front of those can be kind of difficult. So, what are the main things that you guys do when you guys are going out? What are the main things that you guys look for when you guys are uh, teaching your employees? Your, your not your employees, your your Lower, entry level entry safety, level safety guys. And yeah, what are you guys I'm guessing them? we're specifically talking about right now outdoor environments. No, there's it doesn't have to be. Too. Well, I know there's an indoor standard, but I'm I just saying heat illness as an umbrella. Because okay. we can we can definitely go into both. So what am I asking my safety guys to look for when they're going out and visiting heat, sites? Or yeah, whatever? that have heat illness. That's a confusing question. Sorry. No, it's okay. I know um, English isn't your first language. No, it's not. Um, so I think the main thing I want my guys to look for is really just how acclimated are the guys to the heat. I think that I don't know if this is what you're gonna talk crap about, but um, talk about everything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there's no there's nothing off limits. Uh, I just want them to, I mean, really, I get, I get what you're saying that there's book and then there's, there's like street, I guess, or like there's knowledge that's actually applicable to the field. There's like book stuff and there's hood stuff. I feel like the book stuff you is correct, but you have to make it applicable to the field. So like, yeah, 
the book is going to say, talk about rest schedules. It's going to say, talk about acclimatization. It's going to talk about hydration. And the, all those things are correct, but how you apply them in the field is what makes or breaks like a good, a good policy or a good standard. Yeah. And, right. And so I think there, that those things are for sure things we're going to be looking at. What kind of rest, what kind of uh, work rest schedules are we taking? How hot is it? What has the weather been like? Like take some some of these uh, things into account right. as you're like going heat, out to visit. Heat, um, is this the first heat wave of yeah, 110 heat wave of degrees? Of yeah. Or has it been 110 for three months? Because like if that's the case, we're probably a little bit better acclimated to the heat. No, my favorite one, and of course, this is our our experience here in Bakersfield. Usually, we have what three months of heat that you know high triple three months. Digits. Well, they say three months of like triple digits. We have three months of not heat here in Bakersfield. <laughs> Uh, I remember it wasn't last year. We might might have been the year before, where it was a weird year where you had heat up in the first couple of months and then it it dipped down. It was in like the eighty seventies and eighties for like maybe two or three weeks, and that was the first time I've ever had to deal with deacclimatization. So the guys weren't used to back. They had to reacclimate getting back into the heat again. That was that was an interesting one. That, that happened a couple of years. And I'm sure you know. Obviously, this may experience may be more familiar with other people because. Obviously, our climate isn't, you know, in a bubble, but I would say there's different climates out there, and that might be something that regularly happens in other other states or or locations. So, definitely hygiene, hydration, you know, having having good quality uh, employees out there understanding how what what hydration really is. I think, you know, back to when we had one of our guests prior, Ryan. You know, Ryan, he came in and he he kind of had a whole suite like oh yeah you know hydration isn't just drinking water i'm like well duh but you know it's like at the time you think about it like well yeah of course not but then it kind of re- resonates like yeah but we act like it does you know we tell drink our, water drink water it's all drink we tell water. our employees hey drink water drink water drink water yeah drink water in the morning yeah but you've been drinking booze you're already behind the schedule and i think that's the change that i've made is it's no longer just drink water. It's like, no, you know, add fruits and vegetables because they have water in there too. And you're getting multiple sources throughout the day rather than just one source. Cause most people I know after about the first month, water gets boring. You know, I'm like, Oh man, this water is good. I'm drinking water all day long. Heck yeah. I'll drink, you know, a gallon or two and you know, I'll be fine. But then after a while, I just like, okay, this water is boring. I really don't want water. I want something that has a little bit of sugar in it. And so, you know, I, I know there's a lot of different products out there that we can talk about and we'll talk about them here in a little bit. But, you know, it's just getting getting our employees to, at the end of the day, understand the real the real problem. It isn't you're not drinking enough water. I mean, it could be part of it. I, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, that's probably the answer. Well, you're not drinking enough water. Well, you're right. But, you know, it's it's like a, it's only one symptom to a, a, a bigger cause. And I think, you know, as a as a as a journeyman uh, safety person. <laughs> it's. It's something that you don't you you don't learn until way later. You're starting to learn this kind of, and I, I know I didn't. I, I could sit there and tell you the regs, and I could tell you all this stuff. Oh yeah, I still have a 15 minute break, and this, this, and this. But at the end of the day, I didn't realize that it wasn't just the program. It's there's a lot more to it, and it's it's pushing that narrative. That's gonna that's gonna you know bring the returns. Drinking water is just not gonna be enough on the job spot, especially when it's like already hot mm-hmm. and you're already behind. Um, I'll tell you a great story when I uh, almost died. Uh, due to heat illness, we were on a job site where we were doing acid. We were removing acid out of a tank. So it was a sulfuric acid tank that was used for um, decontaminating cooling tower water, mm-hmm. right? So they add they add uh, so, um, acid to it to kill all the bacteria so you don't get like Legionnaires disease and all that stuff, right? 
as the water's coming down the filters and stuff like that. It catches bacteria, whatever. So we were called in. They were going to remove this tank, but they can't put it down the road because it still has some product in it, right? And you can't drive down the road, you know, on a, on a flatbed with, <laughs> I don't know, maybe 30 gallons. I don't remember how much it was. It wasn't like a lot, but it was still like a good, you know, couple of inches of product still at the bottom. It was sulfuric acid. Can't, can't truck that down the road. So they're like, okay, got to go in there. And for some reason, you know, I don't know. I don't remember because it was so many years back. But for some reason, we didn't just tip the tank over and just suck it dry. We, we we went through the top and we lured a guy in there and he was emptying the contents with a back truck, you know. And I remember it was, uh, it was I remember it was the worst time of the year for me, which is like August, September. That's when they start uh, harvesting almonds. And they start shaking the trees and all that. It's just a big plume of dust everywhere in the valley. And because I'm not from here, that's one of my big allergy triggers is the, is the dust from, from the ag. And so I sneeze a lot and it's just me. When I get my allergies, it's, it's just miserable. So what am I going to do? I'm going to take Benadryl and take Claritin D. <laughs> I'm going to take all these, you know, anti antihistamines. But on problem is, is all of those are what are called diuretics. They make you, they make you lose water. Right. So it's the middle of, well, not the middle, but it's like the tail end of summer, still a hundred plus degree days. I'm on a regimen of Benadryl, and I don't remember what the other drug at the time was. It was probably like Claritin-D or something like that, um, Flonase, whatever. Um, and then, of course, it's early in the morning, so what do you think I'm having for a breakfast? Uh, energy drink. Energy drink. Drink, drink? Of, <laughs> drink of champions. More so, diuretics? More diuretics. Caffeine, another diuretic. So I'm just peeing out pure water at this point, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to catch up. You know, I'm, not, I'm doing my due diligence, but it doesn't matter. When you're working with sulfuric acid, you have to like you're putting on acid gear, right? You have your gloves, you have a jacket, you have a hood, you have a mask, you know, whole gown, and every seam is taped. So where's all that heat going? Nowhere. Nowhere. You're in a sauna I'm suit. literally I'm just literally steaming in my own sweat. And I remember I was only there for maybe, maybe thirty-five minutes. It was it literally was not long at all. I was like, God, it didn't seem like a long time. My head started pounding. Literally all this the heat symptoms we tell people, I had all of them. I was like, man. I'm starting to get delirious. I'm like, ah, no, you know, I got to tough this out. I got to tough this out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. And, you know, after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm going to call it. They're like, why? I'm like, I, I just can't do it right now. You know, I'm, I'm on this. I'm on this. I'm, this is not the job for me right now. I just cannot handle everything at once. And I tell that story to a lot of my people. I was like, look, even if I was drinking water, you know, they're like, well, what was your, well, how much were you drinking? And I'm like, dude, I was drinking what I was supposed to. But because I was so far behind, there's no way for me to catch up. And again, that's the the story I tell my people. Is, look, you, especially on Mondays, you know, most of the heat heat injuries usually happen on Mondays. Saturday, Sunday, we're drinking, having fun with family, drinking sodas. You know, soda is another one that if you have a lot of sugar, that'll push a lot of water out of your system. If you're not eating healthy, you're not eating like fruits and vegetables that have lots of water. You're not getting the intake that you're really going to need once you go out there. And when you start sweating, it's going to trickle down. Yeah, you were drinking water, and we can we can have we'll talk about it here in a little bit, like the logs. How much water did you drink? Those are my favorite. I don't like those. Hey, how much water did you drink? Uh, like all of a sudden everybody's like a scientist. Oh, I had about thirty-seven ounces. Like the only thing, only thing I know an ounce is a beer. Like twelve? Yeah, twelve <laughs> ounces. Forty. That's the only one I know. Forty. I can't believe you enunciated forty, not forty. Forty. Whatever. Um. So yeah, that's those are again. I, I, again, that's why I liked having Ryan on here because he kind of brought that extra. Like side note, like, yeah, you drink your water. That's cool. But what about your fruits? What about your vegetables? What about your foods that have water in it? And that's going to be, you know, you're going to replenish it throughout the day. You're going to have it in breakfast. You're going to have it at lunch. 
You can have it at dinner. Yeah, you can have a beer, but just remember, like, fill that with water eventually. Yeah, I wanted to go. Uh, I really like when Ryan was talking about that stuff because he made a really good point. Like, if you think back to before we had all this stuff we have now, these manufactured foods and everything, uh, guys weren't drinking. People weren't able to drink two gallons of water a day or a gallon no, of water sure a day. Couldn't. It wasn't accessible to them. So a lot of their water came from the foods they ate, which contain a lot of water themselves. But now... A lot of people eat a lot of foods that uh, don't contain food. It's a yeah. lot of processed food that doesn't contain water like it naturally should. And so that's why he says you, you have to be cognizant of what you're eating, not just what you're drinking. And then on top of that, our water is heavily filtered mm. uh, in these days. And so if they filter out a lot of the minerals and the salts out of the water, that are the things that are actually hydrating you. That are actually good for you. Yeah. And uh, and so because of that, you're pounding these this filtered water and you're having to drink I think he says like three or four times more water to get high as hydrated as you would off of normal something water. that would be like, yeah, a, like a natural water that, that has, has the hydration in it. and all that good stuff in it. Yeah. hundred percent. And so you're pounding all this water and yeah, you're helping, but you're not really, it's not as effective uh, as it, you're not as, as everybody thinks it is. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and then I think about some of the more uh, severe heat illness cases I've had for sure. They've been drinking water, but for sure diet played a huge role. Yeah. Because they would tell me what they ate or what they didn't eat mm -hmm. the last That's half a big day game. or the last day before. Can we can we pause on that point? And I think that is something that I would like that would love to highlight because that is something that I tell everybody. For some reason, everybody wants to lose weight during the summer. Nobody it's eats. That summer body. It's that summer body. Nobody well, hey, I'm just saying I heard I heard the other day that 75% of women love dad bods. I was hey, don't fight me on the statistic. That's what they said. I was like, really? <laughs> 75? Okay, that's interesting. But besides the point, a lot of the people, a lot of the illnesses that I've ever had, a lot of it had to do with that. What did you have for breakfast? Oh, I didn't eat. Why? Well, mm -hmm. I'm trying to lose weight. Okay, and, and again, that kind of plays that role. Like, okay, well, your body, it's looking for nutrients, and you're not providing that nutrients. You're already behind. You already spent, what, eight hours, hopefully eight hours of sleep, and then you woke up two hours to get ready for work. Now you're out work for three or four hours and you haven't eaten anything. Your body's running on fumes. It's trying to make up and it's trying to fight, fight, you know, I say fight the fire, but fight the heat. Exactly. Fight the fire inside your body. Like, hey, there's a lot of chemical imbalances and your body's struggling to keep keep you working while you're actually physically, you know, asking from your muscles. It's a lot for your body to do. And that's what I you know, always coach them. Like, look, you guys got to eat. You guys need to eat. I even say it in my pre-hires, but I think at that time, it doesn't really make mm -hmm. the big reflection. But I tell people all the time, eat breakfast, have a decent diet. Yeah, we can eat all the other stuff too, but have a decent diet, have more fruits, have more vegetables, because it's going to give you the nutrients, first of all, make you feel better. And you're going to get the water. You're going to sleep better. All the, all the good things that we had in that episode, you're going to have them all. But I would say, again, I want to pause on that, on that one note is diet plays a huge role. A lot of the people that I ever had, what did you have for breakfast? Nothing. Nothing. Energy drink. A lot of times it's what you eat last night. And I, a lot of times I get nothing or I didn't eat dinner last night or whatever it is. And that just seems to play a part in how they are the yeah, next day. Because they're they're malnutritioned at that time. And now again, you're you're so far behind and now you're like, why why can I why can I handle this? Well, you're asking too much of your body. Your body and most of those people aren't in very good shape. Their body their body's not used to the, such a high demand. And all of a sudden, hey, let's just kick kick start this bad boy. Yeah, it's not going to work too well. You're going to get sluggish. You're going to get tired. You're going to get pulled into the safety office. Everyone's going to look at you and laugh. and like, oh, look at this guy. Can't handle the heat. You know. All right. Well, let's break it down for a new guy then. Break so a new down. safety guy. So they're going out to the field. It's hot. It's been hot a few days, right? Yes. 
we know for sure we talked about right now we gotta we gotta try and push having a good diet we well, gotta try well, and push let's start with the program hydrated. right you have, you have you have your program in place where you're you know we, we meet the criteria of course here in california it's 80 degrees but you're gonna have your criteria where you make sure you have a program where it tells exactly what to do whatever your program is in whatever state you are if you have to have shade you have to have this you have to have all these different criterias have those things first now we go into the field I was just saying, what what are what are guys actually? If you're a new safety guy, uh-huh. and you know it's hot, like what kind of questions are you going to be asking? What what are you looking for? What are you coaching on? Well, the first thing I, I always look at, of course, is is my 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 I would say truck side audit. Your your first initial impression, your general yeah. impression, if you will. What what's going on? Does this person look lively? Are, you know, are they alert? Are they sluggish? Typically, when you see people that have been working in the heat for a long time, even if they've been if they've been drinking water and they're hydrated properly, they're they're working fine. They're working a little bit slower, but they're not working sluggishly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're sweating and they're like, okay, this is hot and it sucks, but it's hot and it sucks, right? Versus like, it's hot and I'm gonna die, right? Those are the people that are really dragging. Those guys are really slow. They're slow to respond. They look, you know, their movements aren't as 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 quickly defined. So those those are the first thing I tell my employees to look for is just your general impression. What do you see? Do they have everything there? Do they have a water jug? I know that's a big one, and we're not gonna harp too much on regulation, but having a jug within a certain location, yeah, they have to have it within a certain amount of feet. Or Pretty much not, is water available? Yeah, to them. Is, easily is it available there. You readily know? available. Yeah. Um, check their check their water. Is, is it iced? Is it cold? You know, is it refreshing? Is it suitably is it clean? Cool? I like how you're using the specific word. <laughs> is it suitably cool? That well, the regulation puts these really weird terms in, and you kind of well, have to because, understand how to uh, meet them. It's because before they would just put water in a jug; it would get hot during the day, mm-hmm. and then it'd be like, "Well, nobody wants to drink hot water," and that was that was leading to the, you know, the demand of having it suitably cool. Yeah, right. Does it have to be cool freezing the old cold? One. It's huh? a, the new regulation. I think says some new stuff. Not new, but the one when they updated it a couple years ago, they oh. changed it from suitably cool to something else. Oh. Uh. I don't remember that. But yeah, I just you don't want to give them hot water. Well, yeah, because I mean that's who wants wants to drink it. It's funny though because I know that a big thing that I ran into a lot was people with too much ice. They would put like a whole you know cooler full of ice and then pour water on it, and of course you're gonna have some melting right there. But dude, your water was almost undrinkable at that point too. You'd have to like pour it out, let it sit for maybe like a minute or two, and then drink because it was just too cold. It wasn't. It wasn't even that that range where I was like, oh, this is refreshing. I could drink like a gallon of this, Mm -hmm. you know. Like versus tap versus like, you know, like a smart water. You're like, oh man, this is delicious. I drink this for an hour. It was, it was so cold. It was like hurting your teeth. And I'm like, man, this is not enjoyable. I don't like drinking ice cold water when I'm really hot. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like you said, suitably cool is perfect, you know? So I would definitely look for those things. Make sure that there was water. Make sure there's water in there. Make sure it's cool. Make sure the spout's clean. That's a, another one that you'll see often. And it's kind of weird that people want to drink from that. But, you know, making sure there's no dirt inside of it. Okay, I'll, I might be a little bit guilty on this one, but making sure there's no energy drinks inside of the inside of the ice. We used to uh, sometimes we would go out in the field and we would put we would put one can, one water can with ice and water, and we would tape it, and then we take another ice can and we wouldn't tape it. And they were like, "Oh, you can't do this because people are gonna think that this water is okay to drink." I'm like, "Oh." You know, you're right. So I put just put non-potable I water. Put, I sprayed non-potable water. And it's still like, nope, they can't do that because they're thinking is like, oh, this is a water can. That's what it's designed for. It's for drinking water. Even if you put non-potable water, people are still gonna drink it. And I was like, oh, I'm, I get it. I get the point. I guess. But I didn't. I didn't want to go buy it in a separate cooler. I was like, an ice chest. That's like, I was like, man, for it. I really don't want to do this. 
Because you know how it is. You're going to leave it there and someone's going to see it and they're going to take it. And you're like, well, there goes 20 bucks. Nowadays, mm. now they have the, was it the Arctics? And those things are like 100 Or plus. the Yeti. The Yeti's 100 plus. I'm like, bro, like there's no way I'm going to ever buy a Yeti and lose it. There's no way. That thing would be mm-hmm. chained to me. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, again, so looking at the water, making sure it's good, suitable, make sure it's it's near them. Making sure they have shade. That's another big one, too, is making sure they have adequate shade. Making sure it's large enough. Most people, you know, they they think just one pop-up's okay. And uh, most of the time, it's not. You know, it's not. it doesn't provide enough shade for a whole crew or for, you know, a certain amount of people. Uh, one thing that is kind of cool that I, it just depends on what your company does provide. And some cars, uh, some companies are going with cars now. Now they're saying that you can use your vehicle, turn on the AC in and enjoy that, which I think is a better when better I was situation. when I used to work in the field, I wouldn't sit under the shade. And at lunchtime, I'd go sit in the AC of the truck. Well, yeah, because you never got out of your truck, man. That's that's I mean, why that's true. You, you know, you and your binoculars. What are those guys doing down there? I meant oh. when I actually worked in the field. Oh, when like, was that? Physically, when I, I was 18. I don't, I don't know if that ever actually happened for a little bit. He's all like, yeah, I tried it once. I didn't like it. That's why I became a safety person. <laughs> hey, but I'm the same way. I think it's very, like, the the situations you're talking about are very specific to us, but not always canopies. Just make sure that whatever it is. Some type of, some type of shelter. Whatever it is, yeah. They have something nearby that they can go to to get away from the direct sunlight. Well, when, we, when I did this uh, ag location, they had... Um, I don't know what it was, not a lean to, but it was it was like a it was like an open shed. Usually they would hold, uh, house like hay in there, but it was like I don't know, like maybe ten feet tall, and they usually mm-hmm. would use hay in there. But during the summer, they would take all the all the hay out, and then they would allow the employees to go in there, and that would be their access to shade, and they had like a whole like water purification system in there, and that 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 was like their their mitigation. Yeah. So I mean, it just depends on what your situation is. That's what I'm talking about. Like, Even, don't don't say that you have to have a canopy. Just make no, sure that just they have, have, some, have a shelter. Yeah. Um, also, in this this kind of translates into the whole indoor because a lot of indoor warehouses and stuff like that can get really hot. Having having the ability to be in a vent, uh, I say ventilated, but a, a cooler area is very important as well. Because even if you're working in a warehouse and it's you know 89, 90 degrees, you know plus even though it's not 110, you still can have heat stress in those oh, 100% in, in those areas. So, you know, have some t- place inside of your office or, you know, lunchroom, have a place where people can go and cool off if they need to take their breaks out of the heat. That way they can cool themselves down because obviously you, if you don't let them cool down and I, I know some supervisors are like, Oh yeah, after five, 10 minutes, get back to work. But at the same time, if they go out, guess what? Now that person's going to be out for a longer time and they have to do investigations. It's just, opens a whole Pandora's box that you just, you know, hey, just give them the break, let alone the regulations behind it. Like you have to technically give them the break if you, if they ask for it, mm-hmm. which I mean, that whole thing's kind of a joke because most employees don't want, don't, don't want to be in that situation. A lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I'm not a coward. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a sissy. Mm-hmm. I can handle this. Yeah. But now you can't. And now I have to get involved and now everybody looks stupid because they all, oh, I could have toughed it out. No, you don't need to tough it out. If you need a break, take a break. It's kind of like, so when I first started getting really, uh, when the company started getting really strict on work rest schedules, like, Hey, every 45 minutes, you're going to take oh, a yeah. 10 minute break. At first I was like, man, this is like overkill or like, it's too much. But then you think about it in those terms and it's like, well, a lot of people are too afraid to ask for breaks. Exactly. So let's come up with something that forces them to take a break at a certain interval. Yep. Just to avoid that from happening. Just avoid it. You know what? Again, that's a good, um, um, a good design 
mm-hmm. right? A good design change is change the layout of the work. Okay, well, if they don't feel like taking breaks, let's make them take a break. Yeah. Everybody has to take a break. And then make them log it so that way we can say, hey, have you been taking your breaks? Yeah, yeah, we have. Okay, good. Because at the end of the day, supervisors are going to push, well, you need to get this job done. We need to get this job. We're behind and this is this. Cool. But at the end of the day, again, if they go down, it's way worse. You're not going to be able to hide it. You know, if, if you know anything about heat illnesses, heat illnesses, if you don't treat it, it's going to be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, so just make sure that you're taking care of the people and don't get to that point where you have to treat. Because once you treat, then it becomes a big mess. Now you have to go and, and make sure they're okay. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour. Give them, you know, the water, hydrate, cool down, all that good stuff. Um, and in my experience, almost anytime, anytime there's a serious enough incident where they have to go to the doctor immediately, they're getting an IV. And if they're getting an IV, Ooh, yeah, recordable. Re- it's a recordable. Recordable. And it's expensive, too, because IVs are expensive for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they are. Like, a needle is like, I don't know, like a 16, oh, I mean, 16, yeah, yeah, 16 gauge probably for dehydration. 16 uh 16 gauge dehydration and then it comes with a little tube that's the tube that you put you mm-hmm. put into the the catheter and it goes into the bag and catheter the, bag. the catheter is the little plastic piece so the needle doesn't stay in there they pull the, the needle back and there's this little plastic tube that sits in your vein and then you have the IV tube and then you have the the bag plus administration and, and insurance that's probably mm, maybe eight nine hundred bucks well, if I you're lucky. for it if you're like I mean but yeah, we're all paying for it. The company is paying for it, which means that somehow, well, there goes your bonus. Paying for it. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, bonus. Bonus. <laughs> who gets a bonus? Yeah, what the heck is that? What is that? It's the it's the end of the Mario level, like when you get all the stars. It's a bonus. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll give you I'll give you an instance. This is actually a really good instance of you know heat illness, which is kind of it's kind of a weird, funny story. But we had a, I got a phone call. One of my employees was having heat stress. Okay. Well, he's, he's some time away. And I'm like, well, I can't like, bro, like I'm like an hour and a half away. There's nothing I can do for you from here. So I talked to him. Let me talk to the supervisor. Hey, what's going on? Describe the symptoms. Blah, 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 blah. Take a picture. Okay. He doesn't look too bad. Hey, what are you doing? I'm, you know, he's doing all the proper treatments. I just wanted to make sure that he knew what, what to do. Yeah. He's in the truck. The AC's on. We're giving him water. He has ice packs to cool his, himself down. Um, you know, when he was working, he was sweating pretty heavily and he just got hot. You know, okay, I understand that. Okay, so I told him I'll call you in about 45 minutes, right? Because if he's drinking water and he's in air conditioning, this is not even high. And we're not even talking about high temps. This is like an 80, 80 degree day. Yeah. Right. And this is why the whole funny thing was a lot of people don't realize it's 80 degrees, not 110. Right. Well, I think if you look at the statistics, there's more heat illness happens between 80 and 89. I think, yes, or something because like that. most people don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, this is 80 degrees. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. But you're not used to working with elevated PPE and, you know, uh, coveralls and all this other stuff. Right. You're, you're doing a higher level of work and, it, you know, your body has to learn how to compensate for that. But long story short, he's doing fine. Call him up 45 minutes later. He says, I'm not I'm still not feeling good. All right, brother. Well, I'm on my way. You know, I got another 45 minutes, maybe an hour at this time. So I told him I'll be there. So an hour goes by. I show up. He's, dude, he's fine and daddy. He's walking, speaking full sentences. You would not believe anything was wrong with him. Okay, cool. So you want to go see a doctor? Yes, I do. Okay. You're going to sit in an out. You're going to sit in an air-conditioned vehicle for the next hour and a half, maybe two hours, depending on traffic. And you're going to get there. And you're going to, I already know this. I'm, I'm not telling him this, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking in my head, like, he's, the doctor's gonna be like, there's nothing wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. 
I don't know why we're here. He wanted to go, which ended up helping us because it ended up, it ended up turning left on us. And he had like some family member that was supposedly medical and she made some arbitrary um, diagnosis over the phone. Like it was like a third party. Yeah, it was his like is like his like girlfriend. It was his girlfriend's aunt. He had to, she had told him uh, the aunt, hey, this is what's going on. She goes, that's heat illness. Oh yeah, that's that's this and that's that. And we're like, what? Like how would you even know that? Not even seeing anybody or knowing any of the real facts. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's yeah. talking to him on the on the phone, and she's, she's like, like yeah, you have heat, this. You have heat stroke. Yeah, you have heat <laughs> stroke. You're dying. Did they give you a big sack of money? No, that's the only thing that can cure you. But yeah, it was it, yeah, it just turned left. It, it became this weird like yeah, he was out there working fine. He was one of the good workers. Everybody liked him. He was actually recommended by another worker, and he was doing really well. And this one incident, it just went left field on us. It got crazy, and we ended up just having um, they had a review, and I think they fought it. They said no, this is not this. This is that. This is heat heat illness or heat stress or whatever it was that they were claiming. And you know, if you if you have a if you get injured and you you want to challenge the diagnosis, I think it's is it IMR. I forgot what the, the acronym mm-hmm. is. You it's can like go to review. a medical review, independent medical, medical review, review yeah. and they'll say, okay, well, looking at the facts, we're not talking to anybody. We're looking at the facts. This is what's going on. This is what mm-hmm. we think, right? And I, I think that's what it went to was an IMR. And they were just like, no. Like, I, like, dude, you were in a car for two and a half hours with AC. There's no way you're going to present with heat illness. At the time, 100%. But two hours, three hours later, it's not going to happen. No. But – Again, this is a good instance where, you know, something small, right, that we can manage turns into something that can totally go left on you and just always be prepared for that kind of stuff. Because, you know, well, we live in California, so everybody wants to sue and try to get their money. It's just life. A lot of times I think those those uh, instances like that, sometimes I feel like they could be mitigated a lot better. Well, who, who was the person that had them in their truck? Supervisor? The supervisor. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes they could be mitigated a lot better if the supervisor had a little bit of better training on how to handle situations like that. Because a lot of times Ooh. it's all about how you handle it from the it beginning. Was, it was literally, it was literally none of him. That was that again. That was the whole point of the story. It was, he had nothing to do with it. It was all his girlfriend. His girlfriend was the one that got the attitude and oh, she yeah. was the one yelling at everybody. Like, who the hell are you? Like I'm the mm-hmm. girlfriend. Okay. Well, you know, close the door. Like, we don't care about who you are. You have no legal, you know, yeah. enforceable action here. You're not no, his mom. His legal you're not his legal guardian. <laughs> like, you're nobody at this point. I'm sorry. You know, I hate to say that, but at this point, like, you have no say. Mm-hmm. He said this. He said he was okay with this. This is what we did. Just because you didn't like it doesn't mean that he has to like it. Mm-hmm. But I go, whatever. Yeah, that was, like I said, that was the funny part. Is he, he was okay with it. He's like, oh, okay. You want to come back to work? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talked to his girlfriend. No, no, no. And that was, it was hard because we were talking to him. It was like, you know, it's like telephone. He's like, we're telling him, hey, this, this, and this. And he's like, what should I say? You know what I mean? I mean, obviously it didn't happen like that, but you could tell like she was telling him what to say. And you're like, like, bro, what do you, what do you want? Do you want to work? Yes or no? Like, go back to work. We don't care. You're fine. No big deal. Hmm. But being able to handle those types of things, going to the doctor and, and learning how to mitigate hazards. Not hazards, but hazards. Um, case management. In, in, yeah, injuries and case management. It can be it can be kind of difficult, especially if you're not used to it. You know, we'll talk about this here in a little bit on the Reddit. We had a lot of people asking about case management right now. So Oh really? Yeah. Like, you know, what's what's recordable versus what isn't and and I was like like first of all, none of this should have been, you know, uh a days away if you had, you know, uh managed the case a little bit better. Not mm-hmm. to be mean, but like, this is how you should manage your cases like this, but 
you're gonna get you're gonna get at least one or two one or two in, uh, i always say one or two at least a month what um incidents i say the word incidents because it could be just somebody kind of like oh you know i'm not feeling good okay let's cool you down first aid treatment yeah heat illness first aid treatment hey are you good to go yeah i'm good to go okay get back out there and that's what i call an incident yeah obviously not just case management but yeah hopefully you have none yeah hopefully you have none have you have none yeah i'm not real big on throw them in the ac for 30 minutes you feel better okay go back to work well not just that i want to make sure especially because if they just had it they can go right back to it pretty pretty easily. Well, pretty yeah, quickly. I mean, so there's like, a lot of there's a lot of things that go into into the first aid treatment. It's not even, just even go if back a guy if a guy. So sometimes I don't know if you ever get these calls during the summer times, but I'll have calls where the next morning he'll be like, "Hey, man," or they'll they'll be like they'll report like, "Hey, I had really bad leg cramps last night because they were dehydrated throughout yes. the day." Yes. Or, "Hey, I had really bad cramps when I went to bed," and so then I'm immediately going to the supervisor and being like, "Hey, what does his schedule look like for today?" And then. What can we do to make sure that make he doesn't, sure doesn't Yeah. Like, let's find a way to give this guy an you easy got, day. You got the freebie. Let's let's keep it a freebie before exactly. it becomes a hard a hard lesson learned. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably something that I didn't think about when I was newer to safety. But try to mitigate some of these things ahead of time. If you hear, if you hear stuff if like you that. you can. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I always tell people that's more of like the advisor level. Being yeah. able to make those calls. Yeah, but if you're out in the field as a new guy and you're talking, you see it. Yeah, a lot of times you have the best relationships when you're at that lower level because you're just out there with them all every the day. time. And they're like, "Yeah, man, I had bad cramps last night." All right, boom. Now you know. Like, hey, hey, let's go take care of this guy. I need to make sure that this guy's okay and yeah. that that we can do something for him and then report it. it so that everybody knows. And then tell everybody. Like, hey, did you know this bro, loser bro, had cramps last night? You never guess what Brian told me. That chump dude, he had heat cramps. Like what? Like bro. What? I'm sorry. No, not here today. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about drinks? Yeah. What about them? Like, I you want said one. recommend. Oh, Coke, oh, drinks. Coca-Cola. Oh, like, I was like, are we talking about drinking? Is this going to be a drinking you podcast? You said tell everybody to stop drinking water and drink Gatorade uh, only. Well, right? I'm, I will advise our uh, safety professionals that beer is actually made with water. So technically, mostly water. when we tell people to drink water, we're not specifically telling them not to drink beer. Right? I mean, I could go for a nice cold beer right now. Okay. <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. Gatorades, water, I mean, Propel, whatever, whatever, sports drink. Yeah. It's my, my favorite one on one of my CPR classes. He was like, oh, take it a sports drink. That. Sports drink. Yeah, yep. it's Gatorade with the label taken off. I'm like, oh, I didn't know what that was. Never seen the Gatorade bottle before. Um, I, It's hard to advocate for them. Yeah, especially after talking to Ryan. At the end of the day, yes. At the end of the day, if that's what you're going to drink, that's what you're going to drink. At least it has water and it has some electrolytes in it. 100%. Don't drink just Gatorade. Yeah. But I would say people, you know, the way I always did it was I'll take the Gatorade, I'll take the first quarter, fill it up with water. Next, I'll take the half, fill it up with water, and then I'll drink the whole thing. Right, so I'm not just getting straight sugar. I'm getting water like with sugar it slowly. Yeah, so I'm 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 introducing it over time, especially like energy drinks. What's the thing most people do? Let's just slam it and we're good to go. But the problem is, is all that caffeine builds up at one time, and then you have that half life of five hours. Now after so much, and this is just sitting down, not not expending any type of caloric, you know, um, energy energy because you're doing actual physical work mm-hmm. sitting down in, the, in an office for five hours that's how long it takes if you're standing up if you're fighting the heat and you're moving around that five hours is going to take down pretty quickly right so if i'm going to slam it all at one time 
boom, all my energy is going to be sh- shot into that one little thing. Pace it out a little bit. Sometimes that's what I'll do. I'll take an energy drink and I'm like, okay, I'm tired. But and but I'm not like that. I need to pick pick me up. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm pretty tired. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I got slow roll. I'm gonna slow roll this energy drink. So I'll take a little bit here and I'll drink it in probably about two, maybe an hour and a half, two hours, maybe, maybe sometimes a little bit longer. And that's because I'm getting the caffeine throughout the day rather than just one straight shot, mainline yeah. it, and now it's gone. Here's one thing that bugs me uh, that I want to, I just want to rant about a little bit is a lot of times you'll have not to be, I guess, ageist, but the older guys wow. are really, really against energy drinks, which for sure, like they're a diuretic. Of course, they're not good for you. Yes, they can help you. Uh, they can like dehydrate you quicker or not allow you to get hydrated as easily. But they'll be like, don't drink energy drinks. You're going to die if you drink energy drinks. They, they're Hell diuretic. Yeah. And then they're pounding cups of coffee yeah. all day <laughs> because to them the coffee is okay because that's what like that's, that's their, what they're used that's to their energy drink yeah but for some other people that that drink energy drinks it's like that's the worst thing you could possibly do so it's just like think about i, I i'm real big on especially with yeah, my, you like my safety guys oh thank you <laughs> especially <laughs> with my safety guys <laughs> forgot to get that. especially for my safety guys um let me start over i'm real <laughs> I got them all flustered. You see that? Or I should say, did you hear that? Uh, I'm real big on making sure that whatever we're saying to do, the the one thing I don't want to see is my safety guy to go up and give a heat on this presentation and say, don't drink energy drinks and then have an energy drink sitting in front of them. I've (laughs) seen it. I've seen it multiple times. Like, you got to be like, be real and like, be fair. Well, then, well, then, well, and and okay, let's, let's harp on that then. A perfect example. Don't drink energy drinks. Don't say it. Or say, say, this is what I do, because I drink energy drinks. And I'll say, hey, look, look, even myself during the summer months, I'll tell my guys straight up, like, hey, I drink energy drinks. You guys know I drink energy drinks. I know they're bad for me. You know they're bad for you. We got to be smart in the summertime. So if you guys are doing a lot of heavy stuff today, like, try to minimize the energy drinks, cut them out if you can, and drink more water. Yeah. Uh, Or same thing I tell my guys. What I do with my my Gatorade is the same thing I do with my energy drink. That's gross. You pour water. Yeah, in I it? pour water in it. That's really? disgusting. Trust me, dude. it's not it's it's not great, but hey, let me let me tell you, I need water. That's you disgusting. know, and that's and I, I tell people, look, yes, I'm drinking energy drink. I'm I've had a long day at this at this point. I was going through school, so I was mm-hmm. up like half the night trying to get my essays done. I'm studying for my I think of at the CHST at this time or my ASP, which whenever I can't remember where. But I'm studying for school. I'm doing all this. You know, I'm starting my own business. And I'm like, man, I just don't have the energy. I'm going to take one. And okay. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to be a bad example. Wait, how? How is drinking an energy drink bad? I mean, of course, we can sit there with all the calories and the, the sugar and the caffeine. Yeah, but I need it to get through the day. Right? So let's just be smart about it. If you want to drink an energy drink, fine. Pour water in it. Or when you're done, pour an equal amount of water into it and drink that. Mm-hmm. Right? Some type, some type of way to balance it out, right? It's all about balance. It's not about one or the other. Or you can't. It's, it's like telling a smoker, don't smoke. So you're telling me over the past six months, this guy's been drinking an energy drink. Oh, well, okay, let's be honest. If you're drinking an energy drink, you're probably drinking two or three. I've seen guys up to six or seven. That's a that's excessive. It's a lot. But let's say you let's say just two. Let's say two a day. That's you have a lot. one in the morning and one in the midday afternoon, right? Just just as a normal day. So the fa- past six months, you've come to work every single day. And you've been drinking this energy drink. Oh, well, it's summer now. And now I have to somehow just quit cold turkey. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. So just I tell people, modify the work. Modify it to make it work and balance it out. And then again, I think when you when you we talk about the presentation, adding that, adding that new factor of 
eat fruits and vegetables, eat stuff that's going to increase your water. You're not thinking mm-hmm. about it, right? You're like, oh man, this carrot, mm-hmm. oh, this carrot has water in it. No one eats a carrot because it has water. Mm-hmm. Just understand. And I, I tell people that's a great way to lose weight anyways. Take whatever you normally eat, take about a third of it out and put more fruits and vegetables, right? Just constantly be eating fruits and vegetables. So you, first of all, you're getting water, you're getting nutrients. You're not getting all those fatty carbs and all that other stuff, but your body's getting, getting that water that it needs during the summertime. And I'll be the first one to tell you 100% water is so important in your body. Mm-hmm. Was going to become a, uh, was going for my fire academy and there's this uh, uh, test that you have to do, right? It's called a CPAT, right? I have the Chiefs Aptitude Physical Test. I don't remember what it's called. Anyway, it's it's a series. If you guys go on YouTube and look up the CPAT test for firefighters, it's, it's grueling. You're weighing a 45-pound weight vest with an extra 30 pounds on your shoulders and you're walking a Stairmaster for like three or four minutes. I can't remember. And then you have a series of obstacle courses you have to do. You have to like, slam a sledgehammer without missing. You have to crawl through a little thing. It's physically demanding. If you're physically, you know, um, in good shape, it's no problem, right? I went through the first time. They do like a precursor and they do the real thing. I did the precursor and I do these. I was like, tell me, you need to slow down. Like you're you're going way too fast. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going, I'm just going at a normal pace. I'm not like rushing. I'm just, I'm just doing it, you know? He's like, bro, you can slow down. You you had a really good time. I'm like, okay, whatever. The second time, I had been drinking the night before, and I was relaxed. I didn't have, I I hadn't, you know, you made, got a little I hadn't had the lesson. I hadn't had the lesson yet. <laughs> I mean, they say, oh, your water is important. Drink water, hydrate. Rah, rah, rah. I hadn't had the lesson yet. I hadn't had the real world application of why it's so important to have water. Let me tell you, everybody knows. Like, dude, what's up with this big buff guy who can't <laughs> can't do it? You smoked it last time, oh, dude. I must be dehydrated. Um, so I would, I would get into the last portion. So we talked about, you know, when you're going out there and auditing, we talked about programs and how to manage them properly, you know, training. I think the last thing at the end of the day is, you know, how are we, how are we changing the culture to where it's acceptable to where more, more people are understanding of, of what's really needed during the heat, right? Being more responsible at home. You know, this is like my, my whole campaign and stuff is not just safety at the work, right? If we tell people to be safe at work all day, oh yeah, safety, hydrate, hydrate at work, hydrate at work. But then they're going home and they're like, man, I had water all day. Guess what? 20 beers, right? How do we make that cultural change where you can have a beer, right? It's okay. It's, it's, It's summer. You can't have beers, right? That's not how it works. People are going to change their habits overnight. How do we get them to have that culture change to where they're starting to realize, hey, what I do at home does affect me at work. What I do at work does affect me at home. You know, have those culture changes. And I always say it kind of ties back into your program because your program should reflect all these types of things. But at the end of the day, we need to have some type of culture change to where the employees understand that, yeah, it's now starting to get hot. I need to adjust, adjust what I'm normally doing. Maybe I need maybe I need to increase my my vegeta- vegetables. Maybe have all veget vegetables like Wolfgang Puck. Uh, increase my vegetables or or fruit intake. Um, having breakfast, you know, I've always told people whenever you're you're going to work, you should always have a breakfast. I, I don't know. I maybe mean, we can get Ryan back in here and maybe he can tell us about this whole uh, not the keto but fasting. Is it what's called fasting? Intermittent fasting, where you don't eat until like noon. Bro, that hurts. Like I did it today, but it was not by choice. I was like, man, I'm hungry. I gotta go. I gotta go to the doctor. I gotta go here. I gotta go do this. I gotta do that. And I'm like, man, I don't have like no time to like sit down and eat. And then lunch came. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm like, oh, I just intermittent fasted, but I don't know if it's like a fad diet. But I mean, I'm sure we can get him in here. And he's like, no, just have a, a healthy breakfast. For him, it's all about 
Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what it all comes down to. It's just balance. But building that culture to where people do that. And I think everything together is going to build that culture, right? In the beginning, you're going to have a program that explicitly tells people that to be responsible at home. You're going to have a program that's going to, you know, have your guys to, to, uh, during trainings, during, you know, toolbox talks and all that stuff. You're going to have that. If it's from everybody, from your supervisor and your managers and your safety people and other employees are, are buying in, that's what's going to build that culture where people are like, oh, yeah, it's summertime, guys. Or not, not even summertime, right now, right? It's still March. Hey, guys, it's starting to get hot. Let's start making that gradual change to eating breakfast every day if we don't, if we're not already doing that. Increase our vegetable and, and fruit intake all that kind of stuff so building that culture at the end of the day is what 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 we should be doing that's the ultimate goal because then we're all good yeah well you know I, I always tell people that's what i'm all about i'm all taking the workplace and bringing it home because at the end of the day it's 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 beneficial you're gonna have a better life you're gonna have a better life so mail time Wait, weren't we supposed to do? No, First of all, there's no such thing as a bad idea. Just bad people. Wait. <laughs> it was a, it was, it was a, no, it was a, yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, so one of our, one of our people sent a, an email and they were pretty much saying that they came across our podcast and they were enjoying all the content. So thank you for that. They just got their uh, bachelor's degree from Columbia Southern University in your face. I like how you does you like pretend like you don't know, but you like totally know. Let me go get your friend in here real quick with his t-shirt. Uh, I know, but still, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, CSU in your face. Another highly ed- educated individual who believes in education. <laughs> anyway, so he's been saying that for the past couple of months, he's been applying to jobs, both federal and private. I, I believe that he is a, an army veteran. So thank you for your service. Um, and he's having trouble getting in. And I hear this quite a bit where he, he kind of mentions two things. Is he, is he applying for the wrong direction? Right. Is he at the wrong level? Is he, it, yeah, he said he kind of, is he like sending it to the wrong area? Right. Is he having expertise only in the military versus construction versus, you know, general industry or whatever. Or is it that he's he's trying to go for maybe a, a level that's too high for his position? He doesn't have experience to be a manager or whatever. Or is it his resume? And I, I'll let you speak on the other one because I've been dealing with a lot of people's resumes recently. And, I mean, I can't really sit here. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell people I'm an expert in writing resumes. But one of the things that I've always seen whenever I re- read a resume is the first quarter of a page. What stands out? I always tell people and on my resume, what I do is I put my name and I put all my certifications right there on the top line. So you read my name. Now you already know everything about me. You're like, oh, Joe Simmons, EMT, ASP, GSP, CHST, and MS. I'm like, oh, shit, I already know this guy is already qualified, right? So I've already gone through the first screening. There's, if some person in the office says, okay, I have to go through 300 resumes and they're just doing the first initial screening. This person qualifies. This person doesn't. She doesn't have to read my re- resume. She goes, oh, look. Oh, yeah, he's got a bunch of stuff. Cool. Puts it on the next next pile, right? Of course, when we get into the actual, like, you know, the hiring managers and the HR, you know, managers that are going to be actually doing the hiring, there's some more specific things that we need to do there. But one thing that I've had, uh, 10, 9 or 10? Maybe not that much. Maybe 8 or 9. 8 or 9, probably in the past two two or three weeks, people, hey, can you, can you send this re- uh, fix this resume for me? And honestly, the first thing that always sticks out is they always put their name. 
how do you feel about objective? Do you read those? I do. I I'm against them. I've maybe I guess it's because of my level. Like I have so much more important information. Like I don't. Who cares about an objective? I guess at the lower level, it's important. But I, I feel that it's like a space filler, huh? At the higher level, I feel like it's more important because I'm gonna be very very specific on the words that they use in their objective. If they're not using words that I agree with, I already know that they're probably that's not. I don't already know, but that's a so so for your so for yours objective. Like I care more about experience than people that have a dumb degree. I'm sorry, dumb piece of paper. Possibly. I mean, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna let <laughs> He's you all like, you're hired. I'm gonna let you finish, and then I'm gonna go into why that I believe that. But no, this again, this is the reason why I look at it this way is because again, if I have if I have an established, and I say established, it's, it's been eight nine years, two or three jobs, whatever, whatever we're talking about, I'm at the mid level, right? And I guess maybe that's maybe I guess that's where I'm doing wrong. I'm talking about the mid level rather than the entry level. Is that I want to highlight those things first. If you're if you're in if you've been in the army or in any type of program, you're gonna want to highlight those things first. Yeah. Hey. This gets me through at least the first screening. Then the second screening, again, the first the first impression is, oh wow, this person is qualified. Cool. I don't have to think in my head, is this person qualified? I don't have to search through the paper. Okay, yeah. Especially if, let's say we have fifty now, fifty people out of the three hundred were selected. Cool. These people are qualified. These people are not. Yeah. This person comes in. Okay, yeah. I see where they're at. Main maybe entry level. Okay, yeah. They got some some certifications. STS maybe. Um, a, a bachelor's degree, associates. Okay, so they they have some good knowledge. What what does their history look like? Then I'm gonna, that's kind of where I'm going to focus that's more. That's that's going to be like the chunk, right? The, I always tell people the intro. That's your appetizer. I've never been to this restaurant before. What's it about? Oh wow! And you know, if you ever been to one of those fancy places where they it's like a like a six seven course meal, yeah. and the first one's always the most you're like oh wow, it's like a truffle oil with you know this Baltic chocolate that comes from Mars, and you're like wow, it's really impressive, and the flavors really kind of build up to it. Wow, you're looking forward to the rest of the dinner, right? Kind of the same thing. Your first intro is like that first appetizer. Oh wow! Oh this is wow! Look at that! Okay, cool. It makes me interested in going further and okay, let me let me see what their history is. And of course, that's that's a different topic, but having that first first interview, first impression, when you're doing uh when you go into like college and they teach about essays, your first your first sentence is your attention grabber. Mm-hmm. Why do I care about the sentence? This is why. Oh, okay. That's at least I'm just gonna start there, just because I know a lot of people struggle that with that in the beginning. Because again, they'll put they'll put it if you have an objective and it works, great. It, yeah. it can be a space filler for. It's not a big deal to me if they don't have one. Yeah, but if they have one, I'm gonna read it unless it's really long. Then I won't. Read yeah, it. <laughs> I was like, oh, do you is this APA? Okay, so go ahead. Well, a couple things. One, I feel like you can't say there's one way to do anything because everything is subjective. On well, hundred percent. Whoever's looking at it is gonna just look at it from their perspective. Like me, I, I feel like I'm the opposite. It's like. I, uh, I feel like your certifications are dessert. Like, that's what you want to end on, mm. not open with. I want you to open with, give me real quick. It's just like an essay. Your first paragraph is a summary of what's about to come. I want to know in, like, a couple bullets, what am I about to read or what what's going to make you stand out that I should even mm. continue reading. And then I'm like, oh, okay, he knows this, he knows, he's, he knows this, he's done this, he's done this, he's done this. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, and he has education? And he has certifications? All right, now, now I'm thinking – this guy could be a potential, but also on top of that, it's, you have to have, I know everybody says this and I don't feel like a lot of people actually, you have to have resume set up for the job you're applying for. hundred percent. 
for you, it sucks. What you just said right now, if you were to apply for mid level or lower, one hundred percent, I'm throwing your, I'm throwing your resume out. One hundred percent, overqualified. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I see your qualifications. Nope. And that said, work. I was like, you know, I'm speaking more towards the mid level, of course, yeah. but so yeah, one hundred percent. So like, if if if, if you have like, let's say you were for some reason going for a mid level, like you you're not trying to be a manager, you just want to be like, or maybe you want to be a manager, but you're not trying to be a director, right? You might want to be careful on how you present your resume because if you seem overqualified, 100%. you're going to get kicked out. Yeah, you're going to say, oh, I have a master's degree. Okay, but you don't have any practical experience. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so about this that. Guy. This <laughs> guy, I don't think this guy, this guy is not, he's, I, I don't, he doesn't explain what he's applying for. So I don't know if he's going for a director, a manager, a normal safety person, an entry level. From From what I read, he is not an entry level safety guy. He has experience. Yes. Some. It's my, it might not be in what he's applying for, but he has a safety experience. Right. And he has some education, which is really nice. I think he should be shooting in that mid-range. Yes, the mid-level. Mid mid range. I don't think he has enough to be up at the high level yet as like a director or something, but at that mid-range is where he should be aiming for. So if he's not aiming there, that's that why, could be a problem. That could be why he's, he's getting rejected. Number two... I don't know if you follow any... I know you follow groups on Reddit. I follow a lot of... Oh, 100%. On yeah. Dude, there is hundreds if not thousands of safety people out of work right now yeah like this is one of the hardest times to find a job as a safety professional because it's starting to get better it is but because of the amount of people that are out of work and everybody's moving and people are willing to relocate relocate to a place that they'll give them a good job money like right now it's tough to find a job for anybody and and that includes safety people yeah and then so one i would just like to uh i would like him to think about who what he's applying for two is location like he has a lot of military experience um so i don't know if he's trying to get out of the military uh or like the um, government sector and he's trying to get into private if that's the case it's it's going to depend on location like what kind of are you around a lot of construction are yeah you around a lot of oil and what's gas yeah what's around you mining, to where you can make that be. transition and if you if that's what you're trying to get to let's say he wants to get in oil and gas then maybe you need to go and do some oil and gas specific training like more specific training maybe go get some construction yeah construction stuff. mining and stuff like that yeah 100 if, if it's mining go get some mshaw stuff and then that's the like, i think the, you you hit that nail on the head is unfortunately guys and I, this is the thing i hate about getting trying to get for a new job is you do have to tell your resume to that job mm -hmm. and it can be difficult sometimes i've applied for some jobs where i was like okay i go on the website look for you know the about us and look for the mission vision values and and try to glean some stuff from there and then you go and work for the company and it's completely different like oh we don't care any about that stuff that's just a piece of paper on the wall I'm like oh man um but yeah you you really do have to tailor your 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 direction towards each each one of those companies mm -hmm. you know think about what they're looking for what they value and all that kind of stuff that they do and and change the, the things that you've done to kind of reflect that yeah even if you haven't done let's just say if you go from like medical into construction That's like well difference. yeah i've never been on a construction site but i've done you know um hascom management or or housekeeping you know exactly. again relate to whatever you're doing to that specific exactly. if you if they go oh yeah you know uh we used to do ldts um uh all the time and they're like ldts like what yeah long distance transfers yeah you know we take people long distances oh, oh, how does that translate to a construction site you know yeah. it's there there's there's a huge disconnect and you're not likely gonna find if, if you get even an interview you're not gonna see a lot of of success so just being able again relate what you know what you've learned what you've done to the 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 new position that you want. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I feel his pain. Cause I've been there when, when you apply for, for 30 different jobs, 
I can almost guarantee he does not have 30 different resumes. I have, even at the max, I have maybe five. Yeah. Five or six. It has a base template. There's some couple things in there that I'll, I'll reword, I'll change. Yeah. But for the most part, the majority of it's going to stay the same. Because it, it does cover, at least mine, because I've had such a, a wide experience. I do cover, hey, I've worked here. I've worked here. I've yeah. worked in this. I've worked all the, in all these industries that I have. And then from there, I can say, okay, well, this is how this translates into your business. And this is how it translates to your business. Yeah. That's, that, is a, that, is a hard, that is a hard task to do. I will say that for him, I don't know if he's trying to specifically get out of the government sector. Yeah. Because if so, that, that's, a hard, that's a hard transition to make. It's hard to go from one industry to another without you know, knowing somebody or something like that. It's, 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 it's not about what you know. It's about impossible. who you know. It is about It's like being know. a doctor. It's not, about, it's not about going to school for all these years. It's about who you know. Mm -hmm. But for him, I feel like he has a leg up on a lot of people that are trying to get into the government industry because yeah. he has a lot of government. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of, of government jobs right now. Right. There's a lot of uh, government jobs. When I look at safety jobs in certain areas right now, I see a lot of postings for government jobs. And they're and I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about government stuff. I've always worked in private and they're posting about these certifications and these licenses that you need to work on there. Yeah, there's like, there's like way different. Yeah, there's different stuff. Yeah, I don't got any of that. So like if he has those kind of things that give him a leg up, like utilize what you. Yeah. Do yeah. They're, they're his experience in government will help government contractors mm -hmm. there's a lot of companies out there that only do government contract work and a, there is a there is a, a difference in between military standards versus you know um construction standards but uh, there is there is of course like all certifications there is some blending there yeah so that might be something that he may do he could also even join maybe the assp i don't know if it, here it doesn't really state that he is a part of it but that's another good uh good way again yeah. like you said it's sometimes it's who you know and you can meet people like, oh, hey, I know this person. I know that person. Da, 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 da. You'd be surprised. If you take care of people, you never know what kind of surprises may happen 10, 15 years down the line. You made a good impression. A couple of years later, you get a phone call. Hey, I need you to be a safety guy for me. That's how I, that's how I opened Dude. up my safety consulting for my business. 100%. Literally got a phone call. I don't know who the hell these guys are. I don't know how they got my number. But I went to this one job site out of state. And I did such a good job that when this guy found out they got, those guys were going to do uh, open their own business, he goes, hey, I got a guy for you. And he still had my card, which ironically, I've changed my mind on cards. But they ended up calling me, hey, are you Joe Simmons? Yeah. Hey, I heard that this, this, and this, and da, 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 da. And uh, we're starting a new company. We need you to help us get get all the permits and get all this other stuff, licenses and all this. Other stuff. Sure, bro. What you need? And here's the charge. And I'm still working with them today. You know, just, just that one. Well, it was like maybe, it was maybe like three weeks. Maybe maybe a month. I'll say a month, at the max of being in this one location, right? Maybe two weeks at a time, two times. That one interaction netted me. I don't know how much thousands of dollars down the road, right? Now I have I have something I've always wanted to do. I want to do consulting. Now with that with that in mind, I was able to go and do other consulting in other companies. Well, how how are you qualified? Oh, check this out. I already have this one company. They're gonna go out and they're gonna tell those people. Oh man, this guy takes good care of us. He he took over all our programs. He took care of this, and we got this, and we got this. He's just done all this for us, and I'm still learning. You know, I started. Uh, uh, I created a, a, a small business for them. You know, they're they're certified as a small business and a, a, a minority owned business. They're certified for that. Now they can bid on government jobs at a cheaper rate and and win uh, awards, or not. I, I mean, award as, awarded bids. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, awarded the bid. Like, win, <laughs> I was like winning awards. Yeah, yeah they're gonna win a trophy. SPs. No, they're gonna be awarded the bid, and the they're gonna Grammy. get the work. They're gonna be awarded the work. I should. I got you. Yeah. So I mean, 
you you never know. Networking, network. networking is important. And get into safety for the right reason. I'm starting to learn a little bit more that I will bend over backwards for people that get into safety for the right reason. If you know this guy's a jerk, if you know this person is out only for themselves, you really don't want to help them. Even though even though you guys are cool, you guys are on on speaking terms, and I'm going to say friends, but you you know that person, you know their work is good quality, but you have somebody else who is in it for the right reason. I know a lot of people that would rather go for that person who's going for the right reason rather than the person that's doing it for themselves. Nope, I get it. You know, and so that's one thing that I'm I'm very cognizant of is if I see good people with good hearts, even though they're not the most knowledgeable, I know if they're if they're dedicated to the craft and they want to get smarter and they want to get better. Yeah, they might not be there yet, but they're working towards it. I'll I'll make sure I'll help those people first before I have oh, hey Joe, you and I went back and yeah, we worked at that job for about three or four years, but this guy's a jerk and he only cares about himself. I'm like, do I really want to send this guy out there and you know, I, I hate to play it like that, but at the end of the day, I always got to think about, okay, who's going to benefit, right, with my with my suggestion? Um, the people, right? Mm-hmm. Would I rather put a jerk and have them be crushed, or would I rather have them, you know, again, towards that safety goal, may, making safety elevated? Hey, safety is a good thing. We want that. Building that good culture. That's what I want. I would want for that company to have a good culture that people are going to get taken care of. Like it. And then they, if you're that type of person, they'll take care of you. Hey, I remember Matt. Oh, that was that was ten years ago. Ten years ago. Okay, cool. They'll come back and help you out. Mm-hmm. You never know. So again, so the culture of safety at gmail.com. The the culture of safety at gmail.com. We're also we're we started a YouTube channel. It's not ready just yet. <laughs> we, yeah, we had some we had some uh, issues with with uh, YouTube this uh, this afternoon. So. Yeah, being more active on the popular safety guys on Instagram. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, posting, you noticed that you're posting your motivational. I'm, I'm trying quotes. to. I'm I, I'm starting to get into the schedule. My work is kind of slacked off a little bit, which is kind of nice. So I have a whole plan of what other content I'm I'm already building it. Um, so I'm trying to make it more interesting, right? I'm trying to at least post two three times a week. So. Uh, go on to our podcast, uh, podcast, our Instagram. Look for that. Again, Reddit, really big on Reddit. A lot of people are asking us questions about everything, every single thing. Like, I'm talking like insurance questions. We're talking about injuries and recordables, and you know, culture. That was a big, a big one that you you see a lot. And I I tell people all the time, yeah, listen to our cultural safety podcast. We have a lot of information on culture. So you're big on Reddit, and I'm big on Facebook groups like U.S. Safety Professionals. And yeah, I am not on the Facebook ad. I'm all. on those like a way more than I am on Reddit. Well, that's why we work so well together because we're on the we're on the opposite there's, ends of the there's spectrum. There's so many Facebook groups though. There's like there's, yeah. a thousand of them. Yeah, for safety. Like we're all f- safety friends. But there's they're really active, and I and I really and uh, like you said a second ago, I know we got to wrap this up. But like I see people say, "Hey, I'm in Colorado. I haven't been able to find a job." Boom in the comments, "Hey." This guy's hiring. Hey, this guy's hiring. Yeah. Hey, this guy's go on, hiring. You know, that is another good good resource. Go on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Go on these websites. You never know who who's like, hey, I'm looking for, okay, what are your qualifications? And dude, you just got a job interview. Yep. You know, you never know. You never know. So yeah, let us know, guys. Hit us up. Thanks Email us. Li- follow, like. Listening. Leave subscribe. us a review. Five stars. Five star review. Send us money. You know, if you guys want. I'm down with that. <laughs> Send us money. Um, again, our our sponsor is Tap Talk. Again, it's one of the newer newer type of cards. It's really it's really good for networking and stuff like that. Rather than having to go, hey, here's a card, and they're gonna lose it. Hey, no, here you tap it onto their phone, and it adds their contact to there. Again, if you add safe, Safety Joe as uh, in, what <laughs> I should have put that like the popular safety guys, huh? That would probably been a little better. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Safety Joe. Safety Joe. I have many nicknames. Leave me alone. 
um, as the uh, the code, you're gonna get fifteen percent off. And yeah, follow us, enjoy us, spread the word, tell everybody. Thanks, guys.